I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. Hi, I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church, and thanks for joining in to our sermon podcast today. We hope you find God's love, grace, and challenge as you listen to and for God's Word. Today, in our gospel lesson, Jesus is welcoming the children to him, and the disciples are pushing them all away and telling them to go on. And Jesus points out that we have to be willing to welcome the kingdom of God just like those children. And then he picks them up, he scoops them up in his arms, and he blesses them. When we, as the people of the church, when we spend more of our time pushing people away and shunning them, Because we don't think they belong. We fall short of who God has called us to be as the church. We really do. That means we sin. But there's a remedy today for each and every one of us and all of us together. That one who is welcoming the children and blessing them also welcomes each and every one of us too. So let's lift up our prayers of confession to that one, knowing that in him... We shall know forgiveness this day. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of all mercy and grace, you have called us to one table, but we have pursued our own course. You have promised us the abundance of all creation, but in our greed and in our envy, the world goes without. You have promised us the bread of life itself, but in our pride and our arrogance, the world goes hungry. You have promised us the waters of peace and justice, but in our violence and in our discord, the world goes thirsty. And now we are famished too, Lord. Have mercy on us. Forgive us again. Transform us at this table and for this table and send us from this table as servants of your righteousness by the power of your son, our Lord. Amen. People of God know this, that when we fall short, Jesus, the Christ, the resurrected Lord and Savior of each and every one of us, welcomes us all, scoops us all up and blesses each and every one of us. And in his love, forgives us all. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Since God has forgiven us in Christ, let us forgive one another. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Take a moment to pass the peace of Christ with those around you. The gospel lesson for today is Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me, do not stop them, for it is to such that that the kingdom of God belongs. I truly tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. 
He took them up in his arms, he laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The word of the Lord. So it was just two weeks ago. We're back in chapter 9 of Mark's gospel. And Mark clearly points out to us that Jesus says this to the disciples. Jesus took up a little child and put it among them. And taking into his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Now we're in chapter 10, two weeks later. We're just one chapter over. And the disciples didn't learn that lesson, did they? That should tell us something, a couple of things actually. Number one, all throughout Mark's gospel, the disciples seem somewhat clueless. Jesus said, you welcome children, you welcome me, you welcome the one who sent me. Pretty simple, right? Two weeks later, they're shushing, shooing kids off. Get away, get away. They didn't learn the lesson. So, these disciples were pretty thick when it comes to Mark's gospel. It also should, might should teach us something too as the church people that as we continue and hear the, the gospel continually Sunday after Sunday, Sometimes we might not always have it together either. Number two, it probably should also say this. They're still called disciples, even though they always don't get it right. So there's good news and tension in that passage for everyone. But here Jesus is, yet again, the disciples trying to keep the children away. And it says here, interesting, love this part, says... But when he saw this, Jesus becomes indignant. I like the Jesus of Scripture compared to the one that we make up today, who Jesus is supposed to be. Because the Jesus in Scripture is real. He gets mad. He gets upset. But he doesn't get upset at just little things. He gets mad or indignant with those people who use their faith or their religion to push other people away as opposed to welcoming them in. Because here's the things. Here's the deal on this passage. The disciples in their culture and in their social approach to things, they're not out of line. It was perfectly okay in their day to push the kids away, to get them, go, go, go away. Y'all are not important. Go on. Stay away from Jesus. That was culturally okay and socially acceptable. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like over in John chapter 8. You know, in that story where, where the, the Pharisees, they bring the woman caught in adultery to Jesus. It was perfectly okay, according to their religious laws, to stone this person caught in adultery. That was okay. But come to think of it, isn't it weird in that story that the woman is caught in adultery? Isn't adultery kind of a multiplayer sport? <laughs> Interesting. Huh, never mind. Um, that's free today. 
But the disciples, they had every right to just send the children on because that was their social norms. But you know, for us, like I said a couple weeks ago, children are so cute. They're so adorable. Children are innocent. And when we hear this passage, we hear Jesus welcoming them. They're innocent and they're vulnerable and they're humble. And children are simple and they're pure. I was out having lunch the other day with a friend. And some folks in the church came and they were having lunch over by themselves as a family. And one of the little kids came up, hopped up in the chair beside me, gave me a big hug, sat and talked to me for a little bit. You know, kids, they're great. I love that. And they know, they know good people. They know good people. <laughs> they know. But we also know this about kids, don't we? They're dirty. They're noisy. They're pesky. They're annoying. They pick their noses. They interrupt our sleep. You talk to any parent that's sleep deprived, and they know. Kids are adorable, and boy, they are troublesome too. And then you know what's worse? You go and you pick up little Billy Bob from the childcare, and they tell you that he's biting other kids. Yeah, they know. They're wonderful, and they've got stuff going on all at the same time. And then the worst of the worst, they grow up and become teenagers. <laughs> Love you guys. But here's the deal about this passage with all of this. Every child, every one of them, little and big ones, some may be more humble than others, some can be downright greedy, some could be humble and greedy depending on the day, depending on the minute. But every child, every single little person who Jesus called to him that day, he welcomed them all. Because he said they belong to God. Those children who were small enough for Jesus to scoop up in his arms and bless them still needed their parents to bring them to Jesus because, you know, they just couldn't find them on their own. Jesus values them because Jesus valued people, period. Those who count in the kingdom of God is so much more than just rules or social standing. Who counts in the kingdom of God to Jesus is simply about being. Being a child of God. Accepting and receiving the love that God offers to them and to us all. You see, God's priorities aren't ours. And the proud and the powerful of Jesus' day, and probably and of our day too, should take notice of this passage. See, the problem with children is they grow up and they become us. And we develop this difficulty with the notion of receiving a blessing from relationship from others, admitting that we have needs of our own, admitting that we have failings and that we have faults, and that we need someone else being open to the blessing of Christ and Christ putting his arms around us. As adults, we have to try to show we can make it on our own. But the children here in Mark today, they hadn't developed that yet. They allowed Jesus to pick them up and bless them. 
And he blesses them. And they simply receive it. And nothing else matters. No rules. No laws. No social standing. No cultural understanding. He welcomes them in. Period. So here we are. In our world today. Caught up in issuing moral commands. And so caught up in our our tribalism these days. We really, really are aren't we? Us and them, you, us, our side, your side. And Jesus beckons us all, young and old, you and them, us and you and to come to him and abandon our, our tribes and our pretensions and to receive the kingdom of God full of grace and acceptance for all of God's children And here's the thing in this passage. He does it without words, really. We always attribute the statement to St. Francis of Assisi. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words when necessary. Today, not a word of what Jesus said to those children is recorded in Scripture. Just as he blesses them. But what a powerful lesson He preaches with his actions. He sweeps aside the barriers that have been raised against the children, even his very own disciples, pushing them away. He doesn't talk to them or in a way that we know. He just shows them God's love. He holds them in his love and his arms and he blesses them. Well, we have new members today. Kay and Keith, and they've joined to be with us. And we can express our faith and our love and welcome in words, but also with our actions as well. Not as an us and them, but as a we're children of God, always. There are a lot of people running around here the past few days with the, with the whole yard sale thing. Not necessarily in words did people show their love and their commitment to what we're doing. They did it with their actions and with the way they welcome people in the doors. Without a word today, this table, the bread and the cup, as we gather around this table, reminds us that Jesus gives himself away, body, blood, his very life. And he shares it with us. And not a word has to be spoken. The table is the reminder that Jesus scoops us all up in his arms and blesses each and every one of us because he values our innocence, our vulnerability, our humility, our simplicity, our purity. And yes, he loves us and blesses us even though we're dirty And we're messy and we're pesky and we can even be annoying. Even when we are sleep interrupting people. Yes, he wraps his arms around us all to love us even when we're teenagers. Because for Jesus, who is valuable in the kingdom of God, who counts in the kingdom of God, is much more about who God is and God's love 
than our sets of rules and our social standards. And so today, if we are that valued by Christ, he asks us to be the same way to each other at his table. So as we're always eager here at Rocky River Presbyterian Church to to figure out how to vocally evangelize, to vocally proclaim God's news right here on our corner of the world. Sometimes we're not always comfortable preaching with words, are we? Not everybody wants to get up and speak. But Jesus gathers us together and says, we can bless people, we can preach the gospel by welcoming people in, just like he welcomes in the children. May we do that for others this day. So each and every one of us preach the gospel at all times. Use words when necessary. Amen. Let us stand and affirm that which we believe. Today, our affirmation of faith is from the Belhar Confession. We believe in one holy, universal Christian church, the unity of the communion of saints of the entire human family. And we believe that this is the unity built God must manifest and active in the way we love one another, that we give ourselves willingly and joyfully to one another, that we are share one baptism, that we eat of one bread and drink of one cup, that we confess one name, one Lord, for one cause, with one hope, which is the height and the breadth and the depth and the love of Christ forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. enough for today, with water even from the driest rock, with the abundant grace upon which our story always rests. And when we fell short, slaves to power and greed, you were there, your word was there, 
on the lips of the prophets and in the hearts of servants in the stories of revolution and revelation and liberation, calling us even now to acts of courage and witness and peace. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with choirs of angels, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all the faithful of every age who forever sing to the glory of your name. Speak to us yet again, O Lord, with these gifts of bread and the cup, with which we joyfully celebrate your dying and your rising, as we await the table of the kingdom yet to come. And as we dedicate ourselves again to you, thankful and transformed as living and holy sacrifices, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen. And so may we be one with all who share in this feast on this day, all of the days, with all of your children at every corner of your table. May we share this abundant cup with all those who thirst for your justice. And may we share this abundant bread with all those who hunger for your righteousness. And may we be united with every corner of your story. United in hope, united in vision, united in purpose, united in ministry in every place. And may we join united together and pray along with Jesus the prayer that he taught us when he prayed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And use not as temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And Jesus Christ, on the night of his arrest, he gathered with the disciples and he took the bread and he broke it and he gave it to them and he said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And as often as you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after dinner and he poured out the wine and he said, this is the covenant, the new covenant shed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. And as often as you drink of this, do this in remembrance of me. May we all remember that every time that we eat this bread and that we drink this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our Lord Jesus Christ until he comes again. And he will. Let us partake together. Now that we have heard the word of God written and proclaimed and we have seen the word of God enacted in the sacrament, of communion. Join now together in the prayer following communion. We may bind our hearts together in service. Let us pray. We thank you, O God, that through word and sacrament you have given us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food for eternal life. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks for Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for worshiping with us this day. Go out into this world that spends a lot of time pushing others away and setting us apart from one another. But go out as the church, the body, the extension of Jesus Christ.
who welcomes and blesses all, from children to adult, and welcomes us all into the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go with that grace this day and always. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Neil Carter thanking you once again for listening to our podcast at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. You can also visit us at our website, complete with our online donations for those wishing to give. Come check us out at our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter. Or if you're in the Harrisburg, North Carolina area, feel free to drop in and visit us in person. Thanks again for being with us today.